The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. Hello, welcome to Grace in Focus. Thank you for joining us today. Ken Yates and Catherine Wright began a short study of the Book of Romans just yesterday, and they continue that today just before one week, looking at the general purpose and goal of Romans, sort of an introductory study of the Book of Romans. What is the theme and purpose of Romans? They'll talk about that a little bit today. And what is the meaning of salvation in Romans? Well, stay tuned. They'll be along in just a minute. First, I want to tell you about our national conference coming up in May. We've been talking about this. May the 22nd through the 25th, 2023. Today is the last day for early bird registration. So if you're planning on attending this year, why not go ahead and take advantage of the early bird registration ending at midnight tonight? You can do that at our website, faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. Now let's get to our study for the day. Here are Ken Yates and Catherine Wright. We're continuing from the book of Romans. We did an introduction to the book, and the basic message was that the book of Romans is not a book that you should turn to for leading people to faith in Jesus Christ. Now, obviously, there's things in there that can be used, perhaps if you're talking to someone. Uh, We are justified by faith. What does that mean? But it is a book that's written to believers. The book is talking about how we, as believers, those who've already believed in Jesus for eternal life, can be saved from the consequences of sin in our lives. And let me just uh, put in a couple plugs for some books that you can get at Grace Evangelical Society's website, faithalone.org. One of them is Zane Hodges's book, Romans. It's a commentary on the book of Romans, Romans Deliverance from Wrath. The other book is Bob Wilkins' book, The Ten Most Misunderstood Words in the Bible, because he talks about some of these words that are used in Romans that people just assume it's talking about how to be saved from hell, like the word salvation and the word gospel. There's that movie called The Princess Bride. And there's a famous line from The Princess Bride where one of the characters keeps using the word inconceivable, but he uses it wrong. He just uses it arbitrarily. And finally, one of the other characters says, you keep using that word, but I don't think it means what you think it means. (laughs) And I feel like that's Romans in a nutshell. Like we use these words and they're words like gospel and salvation and wrath and death. And I think there's an assumption a lot of the times you kind of have to take a step back and ask the question, what do these words mean? within their context. So that's what we're hopefully going to shine some light on in this series. So today we're looking at the theme verses for the book of Romans. This is in Romans chapter 1, verses 16 through 17. Yeah, even people who say that Romans is an evangelistic book, they pretty much agree that these verses are the theme of the book. And when you hear these verses, they're going to sound very familiar. You're going to see that in these verses, you've got the word gospel and you've got the word salvation. Well, as you probably know, the word gospel means good news. Well, which good news? Mm -hmm. Is it good news for unbelievers or is it good news for believers? And the word salvation simply means deliverance. Well, deliverance from what? Deliverance from hell or, as we're saying, deliverance from the power of sin. I no longer have to serve sin. I no longer have to be a slave to sin. That in Christ, I've been set free 
from that and what a difference it makes in the way you're going to look at the book of Romans. We've mentioned already that the readers of the book of Romans are believers. And so the audience is, I think, essential in understanding these theme verses. So stepping back to verse 15, Paul is writing and he says, so as much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. And I think just that simple verse leading into the theme that he is desiring to come to Rome to preach the gospel to the church at Rome. He's He wants to preach something to them. Well, what does it mean for Paul to preach gospel to believers? Yeah, isn't that interesting? In the first few verses of Romans, is to the church, which is in Rome. Mm-hmm. And then he says in verse 13, Now I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that I often plan to come to you. And he goes, I am eager to come to you and preach the gospel or the good news in Rome. Mm-hmm. Well, if you believe that Romans is a book for unbelievers, you've got to do some gymnastics here. And mm-hmm. you say, okay, what does that mean? Well, some might say, well, Paul wants to come to Rome because there's unbelievers in the city of Rome. And that's what he means. But that's not really what he's saying. What he's saying is, I have good news, brethren. I've often wanted to come to you, brethren, the church at Rome, because I want to preach some good news to you. And this goes back to Bob Wilkins' book on the 10 most misunderstood words, the meaning of the word gospel in the New Testament. It just means good news. There's good news for these believers that Paul desires to teach them. That's distinct from the message of eternal life by faith alone, which is for unbelievers. Yes, that's good news, but there's something else. There's something in addition that Paul desires to teach these believers in Rome. For example, if I said to you, Jesus is coming soon, Mm. that's That's good good news. news. That's the gospel. I have the gospel to tell you, and that is that Christ is coming again Mm -hmm. to set up his kingdom that he's going to reward those faithful to him. That's good news. Mm -hmm. And so what the word gospel here in this theme statement means, and what Catherine and I have just pointed out, we hope, in verses 13 through 15 is he's talking to believers. And that's key, probably the key here to understand, well, what does Paul mean by that? I think a good rule of thumb is whenever you come to the word gospel in the New Testament, you need to ask, well, what piece of good news are we talking about? Is it the gospel of salvation by faith alone in Christ for eternal life? Or is it something else? And I think in this context, we see this as two believers. So it it must be referring to something in addition to the message of life. And by the way, in this theme statement, the same thing applies to the word salvation. Mm -hmm. When you see the word salvation, Salvation from what? I mean, even in English, we use the word salvation in so many different ways. Salvation from hell, salvation from bankruptcy, salvation from disease, salvation from my enemies. You can be saved from anything, even in sports. When that guy came, he saved us. Mm -hmm. What did he save us from? He saved us from a losing season. He saved us from humiliating losses, whatever the case may be. As we get to the theme statement and he's talking to believers and Paul says, I'm anxious to preach the gospel to you believers who are in Rome, then the very next thing he says is, because for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Okay, so 
what is this good news that he has for believers? He says, I'm not ashamed of it. And this is a figure of speech, which means a lie tease, which means I'm very proud of it. I'm very proud of this good news that I want to share with you as believers. And by the way, if Catherine and I are right on this, that this is good news for believers, then this is a message for you as someone who already has eternal life. Paul says, I am very proud to proclaim to you this good news. Why? It is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. Now, most people are going to look at that and say, Okay, if you believe, the good news is you are saved from hell. But I would strongly suggest to you that's not what Paul is saying. That what he is saying is there is a power of God that is available to everyone who believes. Mm -hmm. And it is able to deliver you. It's the power of God for salvation. So the question is, deliver me from what? If I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, I've already been saved from hell. So what is this power of God that's available to me as a believer that Paul wants to share with these believers in Rome? And what we're going to see is salvation in the book of Romans never means salvation from hell. And this is one of those areas where Bob's book, 10 Most Misunderstood Words, is really, really good. And what Paul is saying in Romans is the believer can be saved from being enslaved to the power of sin. You no longer have to serve sin. God in Christ has set you free from that. It's the power of God. Before you were a believer, you were enslaved to sin. You had no choice. But when you were a believer, you were set free. If I could just piggyback a little bit on even our last session with the introduction and Romans 3.23 and, and Romans 6.23 and the emphasis on sin, you know, one of the things that gets said about free grace people quite a bit is that we don't care about sin. We say you're saved and you can just live however you, the way you want. That's coming from a place where a, I think those that attack free grace perhaps don't understand what it is that we're saying. A lot of the times, I think Romans really is the response that no sin is extremely important in the life of the believer and it needs to be addressed there needs to be that acknowledgement that, yes, as believers, we are still in this body of death. We need deliverance. I need to be saved from this experience that I'm in while living in this body. That's what Paul's talking about. Because we still live in these bodies of flesh. Exactly. How are we going to be delivered from this body of death that we live in, as Paul's going to later say in the book of Romans? Mm -hmm. And he's talking to him about himself as a believer. Mm -hmm. Who's going to deliver me from this body of death? Well, the good news is that there's a power available to the believer, the power of the Holy Spirit, who lives within us. The same power that raised Christ's body from the dead lives within our bodies. And we no longer have to serve sin. We can live righteously. And that is good news. Yeah, it's very good news, Going right? Going back to the gospel, that's good news. There's so much more that Christ has given us as believers than simply going to heaven. And he ends this theme section in Romans with the just shall live by faith. When you believe in Jesus Christ for eternal life, you are justified before God. God declares you righteous. And then he says, shall live. He's given you eternal life, but now you can live through the power of the spirit who lives within you because you have been declared righteous by faith. He who is righteous by faith shall live. 
And that's what the Book of Romans is about. Join us again next time. And always keep keep grace in focus. Ken Yates' brand new book about his daughter, entitled Elizabeth, featured here earlier this month, is available now on our website, faithalone.org. Get half price through January 31st, 2023, when you use the code word podcast. That's faithalone.org. Would you be interested in some free ebooks on topics you hear on this program? Well, if you are, you need to come visit us at faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. On the site, we've got all kinds of free materials. But one of our popular options is our free ebooks on a range of subjects. They're designed to help you mature and grow in your understanding of the faith and scripture. So come visit us at faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. We are so thankful for our financial partners who keep us on the air. Every gift is tax deductible and very much appreciated. If you'd like to find out how you can give, go to faithalone.org. Would you like to have a chat with Dr. Bob or one of the guests here on the program? Let me tell you how to reach out to the team. You can get us on our email address, which is radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. Next time on Grace and Focus, we continue our short study of the Book of Romans with Ken and Catherine, and we'd love for you to join us too. What is the wrath of God in Romans 1.18, and where is it aimed? You be sure to join us next time on Grace in Focus. This is the Grace Evangelical Society reminding you to always keep grace in focus. The proceeding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.